0: Hello, and welcome to the Skin Philosophy Edit. My name is Anna-Louise Kenny, and with me is Jessica Stagg.
1: In these podcast episodes, we bring to you industry experts who have been there, done that, paving the way to help educate and build you and
0: your aesthetic business. And this is the latest episode of the Skin Philosophy Edit. Hi, so today we have Leslie Blair on. Now, Leslie Blair is Chief Executive of BabTac and SibTac. And also, she's on the board of trustees for the Beauty Back Trust. So we're talking all things today about regulations, qualifications, and everything like that. So, hello, Leslie. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you?
1: Yes, good. Busy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, keeping busy, which is great. But yeah, very well, thank you.
0: Um, so basically, we're if we start from the beginning. Um, Tell me a bit about how you end up being chief executive for SIPTAC and BABTAC and a bit of what your role is at the moment but how you started how you got into okay. this
1: um, okay so um, from when I was 17 I trained as a beauty therapist always wanted to do that um, started off working um, in Estee Lauder um, Yves Rocher did a YTS training scheme um, to do my beauty training which oh. was um, so yeah I started I've done probably most jobs in beauty therapy and mm. uh, I just loved beauty and I think for When I started training, that's when I got my kind of standards and my, my want for doing the right thing when you were doing this, because I think with beauty, it's just really, really important that you're always open to learning and you do the correct training and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, So I think... um, When I started off, I just loved learning. I loved training. I did lots of different courses while I was working because, you know, I started off, you know, just training one day a week along with my work. Um, Then I went back and did some more full-time training and just really worked in the industry probably for a good kind of – Eight, nine years, started to do some teaching, did my teacher training, uh, and then I started off being an examiner for Subtech, which was lovely. Um, When I was teaching, the Subtech examiner was in examining, and I asked her about how to become a Subtech examiner, and I applied, got the job, and that was, I think, in 1995. Um, And managed to travel all over the world with um, SIPTAC as an examiner. And then about, I think it must have been about 10, 11 years ago, um, I was invited to sit on the board of BABTAC and SIPTAC, uh, which I was so honoured to have been asked to do that. and I've been on the board ever since I became the vice chair of the board, and then the chair, and now my role is kind of morphed into being the chief executive um, of both companies. Which a big boss, yeah. Well, well not, not that part of that big team, I think I like to say, um, <laughs> we are very much a team at BabTech and SibTech. We all work together. Everyone is as important as each other. You know, I'm just kind of um, supported by all of them. I support all of them as well. We're just all there to support the industry and kind of just get the standards up and make the industry a better place. So my kind of I think the next thing you asked me was uh, what my kind of role is. My goodness, yeah. Annalise, it's everything. It's everything. There's no two days the same. I certainly would never get bored with my job because the it's just, it's different. Uh, obviously, you get some repetition. Not much, though. Uh, it's very diverse. It's very different. Uh, we all kind of chip in and we all, again, as I say, we support each other and one day I could be down at House of Commons in an all-party parliamentary group. The next day I could be meeting with our insurers. Uh, I could be out judging for the Beauty Awards, which is a really, really nice little um, one to be doing, but you only do that maybe once or twice a year. Uh, I could be on speaking to our members. I could be liaising with staff, um, doing industry meetings. Yeah, it's very, very different, but I love it. I absolutely love it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is. So basically for our listeners, um, give us a bit of background about SIPTAC and then BABTAC as well, just if people aren't aware of who they are or what they are.
1: Okay. So uh, so BABTAC, I'll start with first. British Association of Beauty Therapists and Cosmetologists. We're a membership organisation that was set up by professionals for professionals. So we are a non-for-profit company, we are run by a board of directors and we really are there to support the beauty industry, the health, wellness, aesthetics, our beauty aesthetics industry and we supply insurance but I think our kind of main aim is to be a support for the industry and to be working with standards for oversight just really for making the industry a more professional place so that that would be what we do with BabTAC with SIBTAC that's our education arm confederation Mm. of international beauty therapists and cosmetologists we are um, governed by Ofqual um, which would be the government regulator for standards and education and we uh, write and provide uh, qualifications for the beauty industry um, in accordance with the national occupational standards so we um, in the background are working with that as well um, just to ensure that the qualifications are fit for purpose out there and Anna-Louise I think you know working in the industry having your school it's it's very very different and we're not all playing in the level playing field just now and I think that makes yeah. things really really frustrating from people from our point of view as an awarding body trying to raise standards but while we're doing that is doing the right thing and I think it's doing the right thing for the industry not just for um what the qualifications are it's about raising the professionalism and standards in the industry and yeah, it's just exactly. very very difficult when there's a lot of trading organizations out there don't yeah. have the same views as us and I think that's putting it nicely.
0: <laughs> yeah exactly because so for us we have decided to um push SIPTAC qualifications more and I'll, I'll say it just straight because I prefer the standard and I also know that When you're getting a SIPTAC qualification, you're not getting someone who has just been qualified the year before. You're not getting uh, some you're getting someone who has done a proper teaching qualification. You're getting the unit specs are like so in depth. Um, And for us, it's harder to put a student through SIPTAC because obviously they require more because they're a higher standard qualification um, or awarding body. But for us, it's important that We support the industry and make sure that all of the students coming out are not just being thrown out, you know, and that's because that is a huge thing at the moment. Like, obviously, when when I set up the centre, the first training centre, I wanted to give flexible courses. And so I still fully 100 stick behind. I, I don't think the industry would have grown if I hadn't developed those courses the way it's gone but it's too easy for other people to make it like we will just throw it out and and like i still even though ours are shorter you know it's more intense it's harder you know to learn as in a shorter period of time it is more flexible but it is it is getting that fine line of making sure that even if it's shorter course that they're coming out the same as they are on a year-long course and that's where like it's too easy for people to get through some awarding bodies without um, coming out to the standard that they're going to make a good business out of because you know it's it's not just about it so yeah there is a thing with it and it's very hard I'm from our point of view but obviously from your point of view because what other people do, you can't really do anything about it. You know, Ofqual just give the spec out and that's about it, you know, to kind of ensure that there's kind of, you know, the same kind of level of standards. Um, yeah, so it, it is a big thing at the moment. And obviously then there's, you know, um, courses that are not even Ofqual regulated. Yeah. So if if we were explaining to the listeners, how would to explain qual in easy terms, how yeah. would you put it?
1: Okay, so let me just, can I just go back a step before yeah. that, and Louise, and just to kind of reiterate what you were saying there about um, short courses. Now, I think that just for the listener, um, it's really important to differentiate the what we mean by a short course here. When you're yeah. saying your course is a short course, it's a shorter course rather yeah. than a short course, isn't it? And yeah, I think exactly. that that is definitely the way the industry is going. There's been yeah. a day de- a massive pivot from when I qualified 30 years ago that we yeah. would go to college. I did kind of start off doing my kind of day release at college. Then I went into full-time education. And that is the way you did your beauty qualification. You did two, three years. You qualified and everything. You came out with your qualification. There wasn't really much um, out there of the kind of short courses that, that yeah. you know we've got now that are not accredited and there's yeah. no regulation in them or whatever. That just wasn't um the case then. So I think now the um, we're living in a very, very different space. We're living in a very fast-paced space. And I think that people, you know, they're out earning money, they're wanting to potentially change careers. So it's just about how do we facilitate that and give people the kind of correct level of learning that they need but to be able to do it flexible in a flexible learning way while they're still working, because they're paying their bills, etc. And I think this is where the, it's lovely to work with um, schools and centres like yourself, um, Annalise, because what you're doing is you're giving the best of both worlds. You're giving a high-level accredited qualification that is accredited by Ofqual, the governing body, the UK regulator that does hires, old grades and whatever they're called nowadays. So yeah. we've got this oversight Um, from Ofqual. I'll kind of mix my answers into both here by answering what Ofqual is as well. Um, And Ofqual would be the regulator to ensure that the awarding bodies are following the path of the National Occupational Standards to make sure that qualifications are fit for purpose. But qualifications are not equal out there as we know. Um, Mm. Our qualification is different because we have a final exam. So With SIPTAC, every single student that is receiving a SIPTAC certificate has been examined by an independent um, examiner. That we're Mm. all trained, um, you know, we standardise, trained to international standard, etc. So this is where we feel that we've got it, that we've got the integrity in our papers, that the papers are not seen prior to the exam, they are kept, you know, with the examiner and with um, SibTac, so there's no way you can kind of learn the questions or whatever with SibTac as well. So SibTac probably, from a teaching point of view, I can understand what you're saying Anne-Louise, that it probably could be a bit more difficult. We do expect our tutors to have a bit of experience which you alluded to earlier that you're not just qualifying one day and then teaching the next day and then how do you pass on experience so i think that's really important as well Um, but i think that people want the the quality at the end of it so they don't mind working that bit harder it's like you you don't mind teaching that bit harder giving that more oversight when we see what you get at the end of the day You know, qualifications um, for the listeners, there is a big, big disparity out there between a qualification and accreditation and an endorsement. You know, that is a whole um, kind of, whole area we could have a discussion on only, you know, that takes, you know, and it's something I'm passionate about. And it's just about people knowing the difference. What I get really frustrated is when I look online and I see um, a centre offering level four in uh, beauty therapy and whatever, or one of my favourite ones is the, the level three in skin needling. And I think, okay, level th- um, skin needling is levelled at level four in the National Occupational Standards. So I've been managing to do a level three, but it's just their play with words. They're calling it a level three qualification, and it's not even as it, it's a CPD continual professional development so it's just really really difficult and this is where you know this potential of licensing oversight and whatever which is in the background and kind of the cogs are turning with that just now um that is very very welcome to us because hopefully we're going to get a bit more parity in what people are going to be able to offer and what people are going to come out with.
0: Yeah, it is like there, there is a, th- so basically when we were, we've taken on a new centre, Newcastle, and the girls, um, are amazing and they have a clinic there and, you know, they are doing treatments for the last, you know, 10 years, laser and everything like that. And when we were getting approval, um, the teacher put in her certificate for her laser and, One of the girls sent it to me and was like, this doesn't look like it. It says level four laser and light, but it actually doesn't. Am I wrong? This doesn't look like a proper certificate, like it looked like a certificate, but it's missing something. And I was like, there's no it's not there's no you know, it's not from anyone. And so we went back um, to the the Newcastle girls and basically uh, like the place they had booked on with had alluded to level four and I I know that academy and and they had a qualification awarding body with them at some stage Um, but then they just decided to stop giving a proper qualification and never told them and they ended up and like that's fine until like you, you know okay it's not fine but as in when you if something happened and you end up in court and your insurance wants to see your level four qualification, yeah. that is now not a level four qualification at all. You could yeah. be in serious trouble. Well, you know, it's that, not that, just...
1: That's the difficulty, Anna Louise. And and I think that the, the problem that we've got as well is we, we're we an insurance company as well. So we get to see that. But we check our certificates um, on inception. So as mm. soon as somebody applies to be a BabTAC member, of BabTAC insurance, we check that on the onset so that if you do have a claim, you know you're covered because we've checked yeah. it. There's so many insurers that do that on the point of claim. And then yeah, and exactly. say, yeah, you said it's level four, but it's not. And then you're not covered. Yeah. So that's yeah. where, you know, we we really, really try to uh, communicate that we're, we're trying to do the right thing. And we're trying yeah. to get that kind of... um understanding out there to the industry of why it's important to be to be kind of doing a proper qualification to be having proper membership to have proper insurance all of these things is just very very important because it is protecting the consumer but it's also protecting the therapist the salon etc as well
0: yeah that's what i always say to students if you're going with an insurance company that will just insure you and don't want to see your certificates pick someone else because you you don't like that you don't know they've approved of that. Also, I had another. So we had a break in at the clinic and some of the TVs and computers were um, stolen. And um, basically then the insurance company. So, you know, I went to get a claim for it to um, to get new TVs and computers and stuff. And the insurance company at the time were like, "Um, sorry, technology is not included on your policy. And so then months later, I was going through emails and I found the email with the policy and I sent it back to them. And I was like, um, this is, it says technology here on this policy. And they were like, oh, no, no, that's a general policy. That's not your policy. <gasps> and I was like, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. So, so, um, so coming on to BabTac now, like, honestly, the importance, like, you can, uh, something can go wrong with a client and we don't want that but you know they could be on medication that they haven't told you about because they're embarrassed or you know they have been in the sun and and they swore blind they haven't been you know and you could get if you don't have insurance protecting you um, there could be big trouble like well there there
1: can because I think nowadays we are living in a bit of a claims culture yeah and, and I think with the way that things are going with the economy and everything people are desperate for money and might not have claimed previously that might now claim yeah. we've got a lot of people that are out there that are kind of sitting below the radar and potentially are not insured etc and and i always say to people is one of the most important things you know babtac insurance for basic membership and insurance is 99 pounds a year you know yeah. it's not a lot of money it covers just six million pounds indemnity but some of these claims that you can be getting can be thirty, forty, a lot more if it's laser. You know, your more yeah. basic claims by the time that lawyers get involved, expert witnesses get involved, etc. Now, if you're not insured, you're personally liable for that. So yeah. I think it's just really important. Again, it's not mandatory to have insurance um for our industry. I'm just really hoping that we do get that it it comes in place that you need a level of cover to protect the consumer again and to protect the therapist
0: yeah yeah exactly i i i I presumed it was mandatory i just presumed it was mandatory um that's yeah so basically there was years ago um in one of the clinics that i worked for um we had one of the therapists there and um a client had a burn and the insurance company were not going to cover it and this burn was on her face and she was going for hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah, you know it's it's like things like that you do have to be aware of um and i do really like the babtac insurance because when i've been with babtac insurance i remember reading on the policy was like you know if if at that year you've had an issue and it comes back two years later yeah. you know babtac will still look after you whereas some of the insurance companies will, will do a runner when it's there and then never yeah, mind. Well, well,
1: well there's a difference between claims made and claims occurring as, as the insurance terms for it so okay. claims occurring has got to be within your um, year that you actually have um, the policy whereas claims made uh, the statute of limitations I think is four years for insurance so you've got up to four years to claim and as yeah. long as you've got continuous cover we've also got retro cover that we pick up other bits as well you know yeah. there's so much more to it and when you're looking at the different insurers I know a lot of people go for price we're not the cheapest we don't advocate to be the cheapest we don't want to be the cheapest um but you're it's not like for like that you're comparing you're certainly not comparing apples with apples you know you're kind of um comparing a grape with a pineapple (laughs) sometimes even a bit of fruit sometimes we're a tomato (laughs) and a pineapple so yeah I I think it's just really important to look at it but you know again we're in a really really busy life style just now people are all busy they're you know they're worrying about their bills they're worrying about everything so some people just do go with the cheapest option not realizing the implications that can arise if something goes wrong so maybe that's about for us to educate people more on that just to you know we we do try and reassure people we we pay out in claims we we do look after our our members
0: yeah 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 and um also as well you have the like nice stuff as well like the membership and stuff like that which is nice yeah. you know because our magazine, it can be we've lonely. got
1: benefits as well yeah. and also you know we've got our hr packages as well That if people need contracts and things we cover that we've got our awards which are just yeah. amazing we love our awards and that yeah. know, is something lovely to celebrate um we've got our event coming up um in parliament um in a couple of months as well just to raise awareness so yeah we're just out there advocating um standards and i think that's just really important but it's lovely for us to work beside like-minded companies like yourself that are really just wanting to promote these standards as well you're wanting to step outside the parapet um which is more expensive to do you know it definitely is you know you'll agree with me to do unregulated training etc to go out there and do it is it's cheap, you can go out and do it. Oh, it's
0: so cheap. It's yeah. oh, so much more profitable. Of course it's so it much is. more profitable.
1: Of course it is. And there's no hassle because you get people through. But that yeah. you know, and we're not in a regulated industry, but we need to, you know, self regulate, I think, just now until we get some sort of oversight there. And it is about the standards, but you know, when we're out there, our business, when we're out competing with other people that are not doing that, there, there is no competition. So that's yeah. why we just yeah. concentrate on what we're doing on our own and that's it
0: yeah well my thing is is i i just i think sleeping at night is like my priority so like i wouldn't be able to sleep at night like i I wouldn't i'd i like i would have anxiety that something's going wrong some student has not been qualified or whatever um so the development of the future, I know you said about the parliament. And so what? what is happening, do you think, with legislation? I know there's nothing 100%, but yeah, how's your feeling? There,
1: well, 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 obviously, with the changes of government things, I think it has maybe kind of not held it back, but I think we're, we're maybe not as kind of... Um, we don't know. I, I think yeah. that is the truthful answer. If anyone tells you they know, they, they don't. Because Babta, we are working very, very closely in um, the different industry groups um, for this, you know, with JCCP, with all the different yeah. um, British Views Council. We're, we're all working together out there. And we are all just kind of looking at what potentially could be our in-scope, etc. It is looking definitely at the kind of higher level modalities, like the level four modalities. I don't know if there'll be others, you know, that are put in there um and at the moment we just we we don't know we really don't but at least we're moving forward at least the government are listening at least we've got the mandate to be looking at it so this is all very very positive
0: yeah 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 it's like you said like there's it's just it's only going to be time and effort being put in, like, you know, just continuously kicking away at it. Eventually. Yeah, of course. And,
1: you know, there's so many people interested in it. I think with COVID as well, we definitely raise the appetite for it um, yeah. or anything, you know, to work. We need industry buy-in. I think, you know, that's the thing. We need the industry to want to do this. And I think that during COVID, especially ref- reputable therapists that are doing the right thing, I think they realise we need this. We need to be standing apart from people that go and do a half-day course somewhere that go and do a one-day course um and think that they're a beauty therapist you know people yeah. that are changing careers they're they've got to understand you've got to do it properly to, we're working in people's faces we're working in people's bodies the mental health aspects there's so much to it that we've just got to have that industry standard out there
0: yeah but also you can see it in the businesses like I see say the girls that qualify with us and like the big thing with us is what they get is knowledge like a serious amount of knowledge and I see with the girls that are going out there and they're now on like their social media with their businesses and all their clients are like oh my god you know so much about skin like you know the the knowledge having that knowledge means you'll have a good business and it's better to do that than to like have a half a business
1: knowledge is is king it, it definitely is and I think that people are starting to be aware of that you know we work with like number seven because they want to have all their um counter advisors and um, professionals out there they want to have them educated to a level to be able to be empowered to supply the right thing to their customer it's it's the same with you know all of us that are working and we just want to have that standard we want to be able to answer all the questions we want to show that our customer that's coming in and our clients that are coming in that we know so much more than them and we can actually kind of prescribe i don't know if that's the right word is yeah. to, to to give them exactly what is right for their skin. And people you know, the internet is so easily accessible now to get all this knowledge. So we need to be that one step ahead and be really, really on our game.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um we're currently so I'm I'm so the level four skin science with ZipTac, like obviously We've done, you know, we kind of had the manual there anyways, because we had the advanced skin course, which like has been. But now I'm like going into it so in depth and like it's 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 going to be completely different because I don't want anyone because I know people will come out. They'll use the information I give them and might replicate it, you know, elsewhere. So like I always want ours to be more than what they'll... So I'm torturing myself at the moment. I think I'm like 400 pages long oh my goodness. Um, in this. I know, like, it's it's shocking. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to have to, but, like, it's so interesting to do. But it is, it's so... Like, for me, it's just so important that everyone has that, you know, down to the smallest amount of, you know, information that they need. So if someone questions them, that they, like, they understand completely yeah, understand, and yeah. in-depthly. Um, so, yeah, so also as well as... Um, just talk. Tell me a little bit about the Beautyback Trust. I know we're going to have a chat about it separately. So just yeah. like what you do with that
1: okay so I'm one of the trustees on Beauty Back Trust set up by Caroline Um, um it must watch that now gosh I've lost all um, sensibility of time during COVID so yeah. a few years ago now um, uh, Caroline myself and the other trustees Lisa Potter-Dixon, DJ Daly, and Alex Forbes we all work together just again to support beauty therapists in their time of need uh, beauty therapists hairdressers, wellness um, all across uh, the the industry Uh, initially when we started up we we gave stock out Um, now we have our grant program that people can apply to to get assistance whether it's they're starting up a business or they're in a business that needs help Um, we don't support um, injectables etc because that is not part of um you know the beauty remit uh Mm. but we are there to support in any which way we can for people that need support not just somebody that wants um a new um dermalux machine or whatever because it'd be (laughs) really nice to have we are we are there to help people that are in need of help to you know keep their business afloat and just um to help them along the way
0: yeah it is really nice because i i we've had a couple of students that have come from the beauty and it's lovely it's really nice because you know they've obviously been they want to change career or they need an extra revenue and they're coming doing this qualification and they wouldn't be able to do it unless they had that support from beauty back so yeah Yeah. and Um, i
1: think as well that that, that a lot of people that we have helped are people that potentially you know they've set up their business they're doing their you know their treatments etc they've done a regulated qualification they've went and done some add-ons they thought it was a regulated qualification they've been sold as a regulated qualification and it's actually not it's just been cpd so then when they've tried to you know grow and do other training or they've tried to be insured they've not been able to get it so we have had a number of people um in that situation and that that's the kind of person we're supporting as well
0: yeah we've got a
1: raffle coming up though we've got our christmas raffle coming up that's going to be launched in um the next few weeks so that's definitely worthwhile looking out for because the prizes for that are fabulous so definitely keep an eye on the beauty but yeah it's really good um uh we do that every year and it's it's definitely worthwhile buying a ticket for that um but that is going to be launched uh next month so
0: yeah Okay, Um, we'll put it out there as well so that everyone knows everyone can have a try with it. Yes. Um, So basically, so taken from this conversation, someone's listening to it and they're looking at a course and they don't know how to like what give them a tip or two about like what they would should what look out for. out for okay but,
1: what I yeah. always say to people is speak to the colleges because colleges will be more than happy that we, we love our job as beauty therapists and as professionals we want to I think share when we're good and we want to shout out from the rooftops so I think you know if you are considering a course phone up ask about it, ask if it's a regulated qualification you ask if it's regulated and over by off What what is the examination process what you know how many days am i going to have face-to-face um lessons or is it all online whatever if it's all online um it potentially is not going to be an off-call qualification uh, because they don't advocate for practical online learning. Uh, So I think that definitely to make sure, in the first instance, I would look for the off-call badge on it. Um, And then just to make sure that you're comfortable with the college, maybe pop down and see them, you know, have a meeting with them and just chat through anything. But I think to make sure when you're doing any kind of... um, research that it is a qualification and not just some sort of accreditation cpd or whatever now cpd is so important um as an industry where ever evolving things are changing in a really really fast-paced setting so if you've got regulated qualifications to then go and do some cpd upskilling is fantastic but please don't look at cpd as a standalone qualification it is an addition and an enhancement not a standalone
0: yeah, exactly. Exactly. It'll it'll teach you about the overview of something. But when the depth isn't there yet. No, you it's, know not. it's not. And I
1: think, you know, like so some people will go and do some training on, for example, let me think of something. Um, skin peels LED. And LED yeah, LED is a really good one. You as long as we would not ensure you if you didn't have your level three beauty qualification facial. and facial qualification yeah. because we feel you need that knowledge to go and do this cpd course so that's yeah. the you know the kind of thing if you just come with just that certificate you're not really at an industry standard to be able to deliver that training in our opinion and that's what we ensured yeah. and that's the standards that we set
0: yeah oh 100 you can't like you can't you uh, I've I've had people um, ring up and inquire about the courses and they're like, oh, well, I've been doing I I've I really shouldn't mention names, but I've been doing this treatment and that treatment for the last 10 years. Um, But with like, I mean, the amount of people we have that call us and Mm -hmm. say this they're like i've been doing it for the last 10 years without a qualification they've just went to this training not training company at all no train supplier went to a supplier got trained on that um and then basically that was them that was out and these are big names in the industry and these people are doing them so that's the other thing if 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 you're a consumer for doing treatments you need to you really need to check who's doing your face because yeah. it's your face you know it's like there's so there's so much of that where there's not even like a qualification in place at yeah. all
1: it is quite worrying because you know we we do see people you know applying for grants we see people that are coming to us for insurance etc and it is quite worrying sometimes when i see how little qualifications some people have and they are out there working and offering high kind of like uh, risky modalities and you know some of the more kind of advanced um, treatments etc so I think it is just very very important to to make sure that you've got that grounding knowledge the thing is any qualification will last your lifetime it's always going to be valid it's it's always going to change with the times and change with you Um, it's international Nationally recognised, generally, and you—it's—it's it's never going to go out of date. Whereas when you do anything that's not, you're not going to, be able to work abroad with it. You're not going to, yeah. you know, be valid in maybe sometimes even in a year. You know, some of these courses you were talking about that the 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 therapist in question had a level four qualification, and I use that in inverted commas when mm. licensing which we hope is coming into place happens, that is not going to be covered with that. And these people potentially are not going to be able to operate long term.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, even if insurance, uh, uh, even if insurance companies like start to be a little bit stricter, even that, because I know in London, um, in a lot of the local councils, they'll, I remember years ago, we had one of the councils actually contacted me. Um, so this was like, this was 2015, 14, 2014. And they contacted us because... And we were delivering level four um, but they wanted to also see the manual of what the people had learnt on this course yeah. as well, just yeah. to double, double, triple check, yeah. And
1: that's fantastic and I love yeah. that, I love that due exactly. diligence that they're actually yeah. bothered about it because, yeah. you know, the amount of people that you hear are working in salons they've got a licence um, and it's, how did you get that when you don't have a qualification? So it's really, really good to hear that, that that's what's happening and, and I think yeah. the more we raise awareness the more we get people talking about it the more people are going to be asking about it and and that's what we want at the end of the day
0: yeah exactly 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 and then higher standard means higher. yeah stand, like you have, you get more the industry gets more respect of you course know, like, we
1: do and we are a professional industry the, yeah the knowledge that we have got to know it deserves respect as well so exactly. i think that yeah. we all need to you know applaud and we, that we've worked hard um For our qualifications and everything, I always say to people, you know, when you've got your qualifications, get out there, get that sharing, let people know that you've got an industry standard qualification. It's not just a day course that you've done. You need to celebrate this and, you know, let people know that there is a difference between you and your, you know, competitor down the road that hasn't got the same as you.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly, and that definitely. I think putting certificates up on walls, um, in your salon or clinic is one surefire way, and also educating your customers on your social media. Um, this is what you should be looking for. This is what we have, and that actually, if everyone does that, yeah, then it grows. You know the standard as well, and I do think like we were more respected now because. Skin is more respected, yeah. you know. Like skin, skin, treating skin conditions is more re- respected now. So, like, we don't want to let our No, and in. we're we're a big contributor
1: to the 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 UK economy. I think British Beauty Council did a survey um a few years ago, and it was twenty eight and a bit billion um, pounds yes. to the UK economy for the our sector. You know, that's obviously products. Yeah. That's everything in the sector, but we are a big sector. We are. Um, a big contributor to the UK economy. um, And it's now just about us maintaining this professional stance out there. And and something you said about certificates, the only problem about certificates, I always say to people, all that glitters is not gold because some certificates look fantastic and they look as though they're they're very impressive, but they're not quite. (laughs) So I think, again, the off-call logo on it, Tends to show that it is a regulated qualification.
0: Yeah, exactly, and and highlighting that when you're when you're advertising it or social media, you know, you're going. This is the difference. This is the money I paid because you will have like some. I had one of the girls a few months ago in Warrington, and she was like her very close friend just was doing the same thing, but did a CPD in one day. And she was like, I don't understand how they can learn all this information in one day. And but I they like, can't. They can't.
1: No, and that is yeah. the difference. You know, I, yeah. I see that as well. And it's funny because, you know, you do skin needling, skin peels, about four modalities in one day. Yeah. And i was like, OK, because I myself went back and did my level four a few years ago. Um, yeah. Kenny and I from Subtac did it. Um, we did our skin needling and we did our skin peels. Oh, my goodness. I got a culture shock. You know, it was hard, but it was yeah. really, really enjoyable. But there is no yeah. way we could have done that in a day. No way the no. knowledge that we no. got from it, you know, and it's yeah. still about learning afterwards as well. But yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the rant of the day over.
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> um, okay, well, it was really lovely speaking to you, Leslie, and. pleasure. I'm sure that I will either see you in January at Parliament or as um, if not, then it'll be the awards. I know, Um, I can't
1: believe it because time is just flying by so quickly and that's us just launching um, our awards and the categories, etc. So that's all going to be very, very exciting for next year as well and something very much to look forward to.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, okay, well thank you so much for coming Thanks. on and um we will speak to you speak soon. Speak to you soon. Again. Take care, bye everyone, Thanks. thank bye. you, bye bye, bye bye, bye bye.